This is Sustainable-ish with me, Jen Gale, and it is great to have you here. Listen in each week and I hope I can brighten up your day and leave you feeling inspired and excited about the magnificent human being that you are and the power that you have to create a better world. You won't find any expectations of eco-warrior perfection here. There's no obligatory tree hugging. You won't be judged if you drive a car, wear leather shoes, or eat the odd pack of Haribo every now and then. I'll be sharing my own gems of wisdom for sustainable-ish living, and I also relentlessly scour the internet for people doing amazing things to tackle the big environmental issues that we're facing, and I hound them until they agree to come on and inspire us all with their fabulousness and the positive change that they're making. So sit back, listen in, and get ready to change the world one baby step at a time. Hello, hello. Welcome to Sustainable-ish. Thank you for joining me for another dive into imperfect eco-action. Now, if you've been listening for a little while, you might just have heard me banging on about food waste in previous episodes. I talked to Anne Storr about meal planning in episode 66, to Tessa from Olio, the food sharing app in episode 47, and to Evor from Kozo, which is a food inventory app in episode 41. So it's fair to say I'm a big advocate of taking action to reduce food waste, and that's because food waste is a big deal when it comes to the climate crisis. I've shared these stats before, but I make no apologies for doing so again. If food waste were a country, it would be the third biggest emitter of global greenhouse gases after the USA and China. And 50% of food waste occurs in the home. In my home, in your home, in all of our homes. One of the best ways to reduce food waste is to meal plan and I refer you again to my chat with the brilliant Anne from Store Cupboard in episode 60, what did I say, 66. But today I'm chatting all things freezing with Kate from The Full Freezer. Now I hope Kate doesn't mind me saying this, but she is a full-on freezer geek. I have never known anyone so excited and so knowledgeable about the humble freezer, how to organise it, what we can freeze, how to safely defrost our food and much, much more. So grab a cuppa or an ice cream, see what I did there, and settle down for some fascinating freezer chat. Enjoy. Hello, Kate. Welcome to Sustainable-ish. Hello. Now, this is a really niche subject. Oh, it feels like a really niche subject, but you're going to tell us all about um, freezing and how it can help us uh, be more sustainable-ish. So mm-hmm. do you want to kick off by introducing yourself and the full freezer? Absolutely. So um, as I said, I am Kate and I am the founder of the full freezer. And the whole concept is about helping busy mums to de-stress their meal times and reduce their food waste, essentially by freezing individual items of food before um, they have the chance to go off and then cooking with them or knowing what they can eat from frozen and things like that. And it started as a bit of a personal journey 
developed into um, sort of writing everything down that I knew and that I'd learnt um, over a prolonged period of time into an ebook uh, during being furloughed in lockdown. And then when I was made redundant in May, I thought, you know what, actually, I have to share this on a larger scale. I have like this, it just especially during lockdown, people are so worried about running out of food. Mm. Um, so to know how to freeze their food safely and understand the whole process of how they can then cook with that and how it can actually be more convenient and save them mm. money and you know all the benefits that come along with actually doing something that's also positive for the environment and yeah off the back of that I started doing one-to-one -one consultations and I'm now working on um, my online course so that I can reach more people so it's yeah the whole thing is is around the freezing but also advising around the food safety aspects, around organising cupboards and fridges in ways to slow down the process of certain foods going off. Because mm. some people store things in a way that actually speeds up the process of them yeah. going off. And I also um, write some recipes, I adapt recipes, so that the traditional meals that you might be cooking at home and a few different wildcard things, um, I show you how you can cook those from frozen, um, which is much quicker and easier when you've got a small child and yes. a yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and all of that. It Definitely. Really so, yeah, yeah. If you can hear some scrubbling, it's my dog trying to get comfortable. She went out for a walk this oh, morning. Well, we went her. out for a walk this morning, rolled in something unmentionable. So she's oh, had a bath no. and now she's obviously takes a lot of scrobbling around to get I've just got this sort of kind of like odor wet dog do you know like just just a company so you're just buggering everything up so that's it sit down right oh bless um, her I'm just fascinated by this idea that like there's this very one specific thing and you've <laughs> kind of really zoned in on it and and like you're so passionate about it and like you say like I need to tell everyone about this and stuff but it's actually about much more than just freezing food, isn't it? You talk on, mm. on your website about that it's actually all about stress. So like, yeah. what's, the, what's the link there? So it, it's a bit, um, I would say it's twofold because it all came from my own personal experience and everything. It came out of the stress of trying to um, cook every day for the family. But also like with that, I think, I think it's like internalized that if you're going to cook a meal, you also have to have bought the ingredients and you also have to have planned that you were going to buy the ingredients. Yes. Um, and we all end up in that sort of, you know, it gets to like half past four or whatever. And you've got that decision fatigue where you're like, oh, oh my gosh, what are we going to have? Yeah. I've not done a, you know, some people are amazing at doing meal plans. I am awful and even if I do a meal plan I get to like Thursday and I'm yeah. like I don't want that <laughs> I don't fancy that so I, I would exactly right like I don't actually mind cooking I quite enjoy mm. cooking it's that stress every day uh, like you say exactly that help us for like oh crap what are we going to eat tonight Totally. And, and like the fact that everybody turns to you, it, it's as soon as somebody goes, what's for dinner? Yeah. And it's like, what, what, you know, do you want to give me an inkling what you want? Yes. Um, yes. Anybody else can throw an idea in if you like, you know, like it doesn't, why is it all on me? Even at and the weekend is, when my husband yeah. came, he's still like, it's still my job apparently to get lunch and dinner. I'm like, oh, hold on a minute. How's this you go, hang on. What, what are we, the 1950s? Like, what? <laughs> you know, you've got something. And I, I you know, it, it's that side of the stress um, of, of the planning and the organising and everything. But folded into that, I, what I've found is that if I've got a stash of ingredients there that I can cook from frozen, mm. I don't 
I don't have to have planned that much. So I can kind of ditch the planning because I know the standard ingredients that we'll always use. We'll always use onions, we'll always yeah. use peppers, things like that. So if I know I've got a stash of ingredients, then I'm not stressing about the shopping right. or having yeah. to do that with the kids or think too much about what I'm... Because I found it very hard that I, when I, I used to batch cook... And that's where the love of the freezing came from. Like I, mm. you know, I very much was like, I'd do a massive batch cook and have everything in the, other, um, in the freezer so that we didn't have to think during the week. Mm. And that was great when I had the time and the, yes. the blocks of time to do that. But now I don't. So being able to just order ingredients that I know we will eat and mm. that we like those ingredients and then they can be used in so many different ways I can literally just go oh it's half four mm. what do we fancy well we had x you know we had pasta last night mm. so maybe we'll have rice tonight mm. and do we fancy you know what's the weather like is it a comfort food yeah. night or is it a, a summery night like what yeah. do we fancy and because I've got everything there like last night I made a gel frazzy and it was using um, a sort of like a flavor kit kind of product, but it was, um, and it is one that is low on, it's, it's like 85% recyclable packaging. You don't um, have to, so you don't do. have to explain, it's fine. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, I yeah. know some people will be like, oh, no, meal kits, they're covered in plastic. Um, but they're not all. But the, you know, I, I was able to get the ginger out of the freezer mm. and the tomatoes out of the freezer and, you know, everything, like the onions and the peppers, everything just came out of the freezer and it took me about 10 minutes to cook it. And it's like, boom, it's just done. So that, that stress of the shopping, but also prepping a meal, like I find that if you're having to decide what to eat and then you're having to start chopping up vegetables yeah. and it just feels like dinner's so far away. Yeah. But you're like, is it worth it? Should I just yeah. have a bowl of cereal? Yeah. Um, if I lived know, on my own, I would live on cereal and toast. That's it. Um, and then the, the, the flip side as well is with the stress that I was getting really stressed out because I kept on buying food with the intention of cooking. Right. And then watching it go off in the fridge. Yeah. And then feeling the stress of wasting the money, wasting the time, but wasting that food. Yeah. And then obviously, like, I feel that even more now with actually understanding the environmental impact of me doing that. Like, yeah. when I first started, I was stressed because I was wasting that food. And, and I just felt upset that it was like, you know, that's, I've, I've that literally and... just, yeah, yeah, I've paid for that. And I've literally just brought it home and adopted it yeah. for a week. <laughs> And then put it in the food bin. Yeah. And like, what, what was the point? Yeah. Like, I had such good intentions. And I think that's the thing that I feel like the full freezer helps those with good intentions to actually yes. achieve. Yeah. You know, it's, the, it's the stepping stone. It helps you put a pause button in yeah. so that you can relieve that stress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to plan that much. You can if you want to. Yeah. You don't have to. You've got flexibility around what you feel like eating, so you yeah. don't feel pressured that it's like, oh, I've got to eat this tonight because it's going off. Mm, yeah. um, so you can enjoy your food, and you don't have to feel stressed because you don't have to waste anything. You yeah. don't, you know, it, it go everything goes in the freezer pretty much. Now, pretty I want to ask you because you said, oh, you had onions in the freezer and you had tomatoes <laughs> in the freezer. So I'm going to ask you about that in a minute. But first of all, mm. you talked about the food waste and how your journey, if you like didn't start from an environmental standpoint you didn't come at it like we all need to use our freezers more because food waste is a big environmental issue you kind of discovered that as you've gone along yeah but um yeah what are those things around food waste and uh sort of the climate crisis that you've learned and that you, oh. um, you want to pass on I guess yeah so so much so much oh my word I had I had literally no idea and I I feel 
like I do have to say that like it, I, I imagine a lot of your listeners will have an idea but for any of those that don't like I think there was a stat on Love Food Hate Wastes uh, Instagram a few weeks ago that was like 81% of people are concerned about chi- climate change but only 37% connect it with food waste mm. and I was one of those people yeah. that I, I thought you know, well, you throw away a banana and it goes into my compost bin. Um, and that is, that's like a, a council. We, mm, we don't mm. have a compost bin at home at the moment. I am looking at a wormery, but yeah. I think the kids would love it. Wormeries. You need to I listen was, to I, 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 do, I need to, yeah, I need, I need to get in on that because kids would absolutely yeah. live for that. But, you know, I just had no clue that when you actually stop and think that that banana has not been grown in England, mm. <laughs> So it's been grown, shipped, packaged in some cases, although obviously mm. try and buy the stuff that's not packaged. And But then the actual thing that if it's being composted in, a, you know, in an anaerobic digester, I think that's what they're called, that, that actually that's not good. That's not a positive thing for the environment. Like big mounds of food wasted mm. is a waste of the, all the resources that went into growing it yes. or producing it or putting it into the supermarkets um, and transporting it. But also that actually, unless you are composting at home yourself in a very eco way, you don't know how your food waste is being disposed of. Yeah. Like it, it might be that the councils are doing everything they can to do things as environmentally friendly as they can, but you just, you, you just don't yeah. necessarily know. And that I think, you know, I, I'm still... I'm still working on the thing of, so I know some people are amazing at like using food scraps for things. Mm. And I've done things like um, saving the scraps from vegetables to then, and, and actually freezing the scraps yeah. to then make stock yeah. and make gravy. And, you know, that's something that I'm, I'm working on. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, like growing up, we always had a, a, a popular brand of granules. Yes, so yes. it's like, it's a, it's a different thing for yeah, me to even think to, yeah. to make gravy. Um, I think it's next level but, saving. Your yeah, for, yeah. I, th- I think that's it. And it's like, you know, there are some amazing people that do all these amazing things with, with scraps, but it's like, let's just start by not throwing away yeah. the stuff that was the meant kind of to be eaten. eaten. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we knew, and like baby steps, eat the stalk yeah. of the broccoli. There's nothing wrong with yes. it. Chop yeah. that up, put it in a stir fry. And like that, things like that was a, was a learning curve to me that it was like, oh my yeah. gosh, that's, that bit's edible. I had no idea. Yes. Okay, I'll eat that. Yeah. And, you know, I think all of those little steps, it, when, I, when I connected that it's like, if I just make these changes in my house, mm. I know I'm making a difference if I can help other people to make all these changes I mean what is it like 70% of food waste is from our homes 50 about Um, is it 50 now Um, well that's good because that's improving because the rap I I think the rap report was from like 2018 or something so hopefully that's all okay shifting in the right direction but there I think you know all of that like the little changes yes is what adds up. Yeah, um, definitely. And I think that bit you said about that stat from Love Food Hate Waste, like, you know, we all kind of think, oh, climate change, um, aeroplanes or mm-hmm. um, driving or, do you know, and, and it's things like food and fast fashion and stuff that we might not necessarily think about, but actually that we've got so much more power over because yes. when you think, I think the statistic is that, you know, if food waste were a country, it'd be the third biggest emitter of yeah. greenhouse gases. Um, and 50% of that occurs in the home. Well, geez, I can do something about that. That's not like, I don't have to wait for BP to grow a conscience or for the government to legislate. I can do something about that. And and actually just in lockdown, I think food waste went down by 30%. So it shows that we can all do it. 
Um, yes. We just it need can't... to, I guess, figure out how to incorporate that into our lives, into mm. our new normal or whatever. Absolutely. And I think, you know, it, it is, it's a change in habit. Mm. Um, but, even, you know, even on a more um, micro level, like you can get resistance within your own household. Yes, so like yes. trying to get the kids to yes. do things a certain way or trying to convince your husband that it's okay to eat a meal without meat in it yeah, or, or whatever yeah, like yeah. that. It's like that can be a challenge in itself. Mm. So my position with freezing things is like, well, as the cook of the house mm. and as the person who buys the groceries, I, I I'm, in, I'm in complete <laughs> control of this. Yeah. Like, and, and as well, you know, the, the flexibility, because I have to admit, you know, we are a house that, that eats meat and we are... Mm. Mm. working on things like reducing meat is something that we're doing but we we do instinctually sort of put meat in mm. most dinners not in lunches but in most dinners but my view on it is like well okay we might not do one night a week where we don't eat meat or, or more nights a week where mm. we don't eat, eat meat but we have substantially less meat in our meals yes because I prepare I prep the meat before I freeze it which means that I can just, rather than having a whole chicken breast right. in a dish of pasta, you know, I'm going to grab yeah, a, little, yeah, yeah. a few pieces of chicken, which right. will satisfy that craving yeah. for that sort of, you know, that meatiness. Mm -hmm. But then I can also put chickpeas in. Yes. And hubby doesn't notice the difference because yes. it's still got a little bit in. Yes, yes. But that chicken breast has now gone for, you know, that's gone two for two meals, meals rather, rather yeah, than yeah. one. So to me, it's like, it, it's again, yes. it's that step by step because yeah, I'm like, definitely. if I can narrow it down to half a chicken breast, then maybe, you know, as time yeah. goes on, then I can get away with not putting the chicken Just breast Just serve in. him up with like one piece <laughs> and everyone else. Yeah. Well, and quite frankly, it's like, you know, if you've got people who buy ready meals, like we used to do that in the past and you'd get a curry or something and it had like four pieces of chicken in it uh, and you go... Yeah. <laughs> what am I yes. Whereas it's like, well, you know, okay, at least if I've I've bought this from the butcher and I know that these are yeah. free range free range chickens and yada yada yada, you can you know, you can you can make those baby yeah. steps. You can start off with your supermarket stuff and practice freezing and then yeah. as you narrow it down, step towards the the more or you know, the organic or the butchers or yeah. the local. And I think it is that thing of just little steps yeah definitely move it forward but start yeah. with the freezer <laughs> okay so i want some top tips so you've talked about things that it wouldn't occur to me to freeze like onion and pepper and tomatoes and so talk us through that how does that work and that sounds like is that a pain that i have to spend one afternoon chopping bloody onions like <laughs> <laughs> no i so this this is the thing the, the way it actually all started was but because I can't batch cook anymore, because I don't, I don't have blocks of time. Mm. I have, I have like five minutes here and five minutes there. Yeah. So it will literally be, you know, oh, I've got, I've got five minutes um, right now in this moment. My, I don't know, my son's having a biscuit. Yeah. Um, whatever it is, I'm just, I'm literally just going to chop up these spring onions. Like last night, we we got our, our food delivery, and it's like, right, I know I'm not using the spring onions or the celery yeah. straight away. So before they go into the fridge, I'm literally just going to chop those up and I open freeze things so that they don't freeze in a clump. So tell everyone what um, open freezing means. So it is basically flat surface um, in, um, that will fit in your freezer. So, so like I used to use, 
Yeah, I used to use baking trays. I used to use like picnic plates, um, whatever, literally whatever, Tupperware lids, if you've got Tupperware, whatever will fit in your freezer. And then um, I actually use, I've I've got specific trays for it now because obviously I do it so much so I can stack those. Um, So I I have a bit of a designated freezing space. And then I line those with reusable baking parchment Mm. and literally just, you know, wash, wash your food, dry it off, chop it up and then pop it on the tray and and bung it in the freezer. And when it comes to veg, some of the stuff really should be blanched before it's frozen. So that's basically just chucking it into, like um, get water on a rolling boil, chuck it in, usually for between a minute and five minutes, depending on what it is and how big it is. And then you transfer it over to ice water for the same amount of time that you've cooked it for. Yeah. That basically stops the cooking process and that blanching essentially kind of deactivates enzymes that are within vegetables that mean that they continue to degrade within the freezer. Oh, okay. So the blanching, things like broccoli or sweet potato, you may find if you freeze it without blanching it, the texture, it'll be a bit soggier it'll right. be um it won't be as vibrant in color yeah. the flavor might be different so blanching basically just helps that preservation okay. um, so anything but, so how would we know what we need to blanch i generally go with the thing of if it's a root veg i tend to blanch it okay um but it, it it's so potatoes like, carrots yeah thing, things like um peppers and onions and anything where it's like you chuck it in a stir fry yeah. perhaps is, is kind of a good way to, to think about it. So that doesn't um, need blanching. That doesn't need blanching. Okay, you can blanch them to make them last longer. Yeah. But if you're going to eat it within three months, then yeah. generally it's fine. And it's not dangerous not to blanch it. Yeah. You just might find like, test it out, not blanching yeah, it. And yeah, if you're yeah. not keen on it, try blanching it. Um, another option is also steaming it for, for a couple oh, of minutes. Okay. Yeah. Um, that works quite well. Um, and how small do you have to chop things? Does it matter? Not really. I mean, ideally, um, I, I basically chop things however I'm planning to cook with them. Yeah. So, you know, if it's spring onions, I'll slice it up. If it's peppers, you could slice it, dice yeah, it, yeah, have yeah. them in big yeah. chunks. Doesn't, doesn't really matter. The smaller the pieces, though, the faster it will freeze. So the faster the ice crystals will, um, yeah. will develop and, and the better it will keep in the freezer. So oh, okay. the bigger the ice crystals, the more the yeah, texture yeah, yeah. And, and the flavour and everything's going to be affected. And so once you've then yeah. open, open frozen it, that's not even open yeah. freezed it, <laughs> um, do you then, you then sort of scoop it all up and pop it in a, in a bag or a Tupperware pot? Or? Yeah, so this, I mean, this is one place where I have, I've really grappled and I, I really struggle with myself um, because I do use plastic bags. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been on a, a mission to find the most environmentally friendly plastic bag that I yeah. can, which um, I don't know if I, am I allowed to name drop brands? Yeah. Is that okay? So the, I use the IKEA iStad bags. Okay, yeah. Basically, because they come in a range of different sizes. Um, so they're really practical. They have a double seal yeah. on them, so they're really secure. And I find they wash really well. You yeah. can fully turn them inside out. And I do, I basically, I reuse them until they fall apart, but they are made from, they're, they're predominantly made from a byproduct of the sugarcane oh, industry. Okay. Yeah. Um, so not a particularly 
eco industry, but at least it's a byproduct of yeah. something rather than like full on fresh plastic. Oh, yeah. And they are, um, so they're, they're renewable, uh, made from renewable stuff. Yeah. Um, and they're recyclable as well. Yeah. They have assured me that they're recyclable with common plastics. So yeah. when it gets to that point, when the bag is got a hole in it and it's yeah. no, no good anymore, then it's properly washed out and I have a little hack as well which um was shared it's somebody somebody else's hack and uh, it was actually my sister-in-law shared it on within um the Facebook group that I've yeah. got but if you've got Tupperware or you've got a um, plastic bag that have got the residue like you know when you get like tomato-y oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. from yeah. a bolognese or something mm. rip up a piece of kitchen paper and put it inside with a bit of um washing liquid and some water seal it and then shake it and essentially the fibres of the kitchen paper seem to like suck all of the Ooh. yuckiness. Yeah. So I, I posted um, a photo in my group the other day that was like the bag before yeah. and the bag after. And previously that bag would have gone into, you know, I would have washed it as best I could. Yeah, yeah. And it would have it would have gone into the recycling or if I couldn't wash it well enough, it might have ended up in the bin. Yeah. Whereas now I'm like, it, looks, it works. You know, it looks pretty much pristine. Like it, it's clearly a used bag. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It can be reused again. Um, and because of the way that I use the freezer as well. So like you're saying, you know, I open freeze and then things go into bags mm -hmm. and those bags live in my freezer. Like if you saw the bag that I keep my tomato puree cubes in, it is so battered because I, I'm constantly like, oh yeah, actually I've got, I've got tomato puree in the freezer, so I yeah. don't need to open another tube. So yeah, I, I do put everything in bags. And the reason for that, why I don't, I do that instead of using tubs mm -hmm. or, because obviously the most, the most eco thing you could do is use a tub that like had your butter in it yes, or yeah, something, yeah. And, you know, whatever it is, mm -hmm. you, you use a food friendly yeah, um, yeah, tub yeah. from something else. The problem with that is obviously space, Yeah, um, but they take up a lot of space. Um, it's harder to organize. So I find if I do that, then things get, buried because you're yeah. having to stack things on top yeah. of each other and also it's not good from a freezer burn perspective oh, okay. um, like freezer burn isn't dangerous but essentially it's when when the air gets into contact with your food in the freezer and the moisture of the food is kind of drawn out you end up obviously with on, on meats particularly you can have kind of the mottled yeah. white really horrible looking and I used to have it with when I batch cooked if I put things into um, a Tupperware tub and you had the space at the top, mm. if they were in for sort of more than, well, I don't know, if they're in for more than a few weeks, you get kind of the ice crystals and yeah. like, and, and we'd still eat it, but it just looks yeah. like, mm, and, and I think a lot of people would look and go, oh, I yeah. don't know if that's safe to eat, I'm okay. going to throw that away. Yeah, 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 yeah. The problem we have with plastic is, is single-use plastic. And even though those are a, a single-use product, they don't have to be, do you know? Like, no. so, so we've got some of those IKEA bags from years and years ago, and like, and I'm so glad I'm not the only one who's rinsing them out and hanging them out. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I have them yeah. sort of propped up on the on the tap or on the. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that people are thinking is, you know, the plastic bags that you get, like your bread in cereal yes. packets. You know, you all these things that we sort of think, oh God, you know, I don't. How can I find a plastic-free version of that? Well, actually, if, if you can't, use those plastic use bags then for something else. So um, yeah. that can be a useful thing as well. But um, yeah, so, so bags are the way forward. Um, you said about tomatoes. What do you do with tomatoes? Do you just chop them or...? 
Tomatoes, again, yeah, wash, wash them, dry them, um, either chop them into quarters if they're full tomatoes or if it's cherry tomatoes, I tend to chop them in half and then I open freeze them. And, I'm going to go uh, through my whole fridge with you. Mushrooms? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. Um, so mushrooms either, um, again, depending on what you do, brush them or wash yeah. them. Obviously, there's a bit of a I debate on what's the right <laughs> thing. No, just just chop, chop them yeah. up um, however you would with usually the soil. cook with them. Good. with the soil on yeah. that's it um adds flavor yeah. and um yeah op- open freeze them spread them out on a tray freeze them wow. for an hour or two yeah. um, until they're solid and then into a, a bag or whatever and and the key is squeezing the air out of the bag yeah so every okay. time you go in you need to squeeze the air out to minimize the the ice crystals and you know the, things the like of- spinach and kale and cabbage all the things yes, that yes, I yes. That come in my veg box and we sit and look at until I feel too guilty <laughs> about it and then we have to eat yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So the spinach, you could either wilt it and freeze it in ice cube trays. Right. Um, or you can literally just, I, what I do with spinach is because I've got specific trays, they've got sides on them. So they stack. So I will uh, wash it, dry it, and then put a layer, like a layer, and mm. then put my another sheet of reusable baking oh, okay. part over yeah, top. Yeah. Although you probably use kitchen roll with spinach yeah. would probably be okay and then do another layer and then do a, a, a you know okay. and basically yeah, yeah. just layer it up so I've got sort of you know half to two-thirds of a bag layered up and it can they can be touching a bit and you can you can try just chucking I know some people just chuck the bag into the freezer but then you have um, a clump of spinach and you have then, to use the whole lot yeah, yeah. and it's it, you know spinach is one where I find as well that it it can crumble yeah. when you've when you've flat fr- um, when you've open frozen it oh, okay yeah yeah it, it can crumble so as long as you're going to use it like in a risotto or a pasta yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah, it doesn't really yeah. matter I should say with all of this that, that the key with all of this with freezing the veg is that you're not going to be able to have a salad afterwards yeah um so you're gonna cook with it Mm. um you're gonna you're gonna cook with it but most of the time it can like veggies especially unless you're using a slow cooker right it can it can all be cooked from frozen if you're using a slow cooker you have to defrost it first which is one of my food safety bits (laughs) so a cabbage you would would you just slice that and blanch it and yeah, cabbage I'd, I would probably blanch. Um, and I'd also, I tend to soak cabbage um, for a little bit just to make sure there's nothing kind of hiding inside it. Yeah. Um, I'd probably put it in a little bit of ice water to, to let any, yeah. as my mum says, ooglies um, <laughs> come out. Um, and then, yeah, I would I'd blanch it um, probably, depending on how I'd sliced yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you can, with cabbage, you can kind of keep it more uh-huh. in one, yeah, 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 keep the root so that it, stays okay. together a bit more yeah. um which i wouldn't usually recommend um i do tend to slice it and yeah. then blanch very quickly or steam it is there um, anything and then, yeah is freeze. there any fruit and veg you wouldn't freeze no what about <laughs> salad like lettuce oh sorry actually yeah lettuce lettuce i i wouldn't say much you can freeze lettuce because those bags of salad i think um, they're one of the prime culprits yeah. for food waste and things uh, aren't they yeah you're, you're absolutely right actually so salad um salad leaves my recommendation would be either people using that trick with putting kitchen roll mm. in the bag to absorb the moisture right um or putting it into a tup i've actually found it better to put it uh, put some um kitchen roll in the bottom put it in a tupperware oh, tub okay yeah and then have the lid on have yeah. another piece over the top that does help um otherwise just buying a head of lettuce yeah and keeping yeah, that in yeah. a bowl of water and changing the water every day but the thing i'm going to try which i am not green fingered 
at all. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think my mum is horribly ashamed. Well, she's not horribly ashamed of me, but I think she's got aspirations yeah. <laughs> for me because she's like, she's got a whole, you know, range of things growing. Um, I think something but- must happen to you. Like, because my mum was really gardeny as well. So I'm just waiting for this. For this to, yeah, spend on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yet. At some point, I, yeah. I tried. I thought I was inspired. I was inspired at the start of COVID and was doing loads of projects with my daughter of like regrowing spring onions yeah. and regrowing yeah, yeah. celery. And I have to confess, it it did not last all that long. <laughs> um, like we we tried, but we're just we're just no. not that way inclined. But I'm I'm going to try when I found out what the how the seasonality fits. Crop is it a crop and come again? Yeah, cut and come again. Bowl, yeah, yeah, cut yeah. and come again. And and yeah, I think that thing of, of growing my mum's got this gorgeous bowl on her patio that's just got all different types of lettuce leaves in oh, and wow. she just you know she's got a bit of spinach she's got a bit of I think Romano or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know so that to me looks like it might be something that yeah, I can just about hack yeah um, because we don't have salad that often because of exactly mm. the reason that it just goes to waste it just and and, my kids and those, don't eat it I'd love well, to sit and eat a bowl of salad in the summer and my kids yeah. are like, like nah. well and those salad like people don't realize as well those salad bags are one of the biggest causes of food poisoning wow. like it they are they are so dangerous <laughs> um because the, the you know if you end up with like the liquid in the bottom, if there's any, yeah. yeah if there's any moisture in that bag i mean one of my friends got e coli i think it was e coli just before her wedding <gasps> and they went through like environmental health went through trying to track like had she got it from a restaurant had she yeah, got it from yeah, this yeah. had she got it from that and they actually think it might have been from a bag of salad wow and it's like whoa like you just you know people think that vegetables yeah are really there's no and risk and, yeah and it yeah it's not it's not the case like wow. you have to you have to treat your food with yeah um a, a bit a bit of care around those things and yeah especially those salad bags are yeah. really risky really, yeah. really risky. wow um, so, so yeah and um, we've you've already blown my mind a bit with the kind of onions and the tomatoes and you talked about um tomato puree what are some of the other things that we can freeze but we maybe don't realize we can uh, nuts. No nuts way. are a good one. Yeah, nuts are a good one to freeze because people don't realise they go rancid. Um, right. And and they're also, I think, because they come as a cupboard item. You yeah. sort of think, well, I'll just I'll just wrap it up and clip it, and it'll be fine. And I always used to find that I would I'd use some for baking or whatever, yeah. and then I'd find them like six mm. months later. And even if I'd gone through the step of like putting it in an airtight container, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, doing what the packaging said, yeah. it's like, yeah, no, I. <laughs> no good um so yeah I mean I um and even things like if you've if you've over prepped something so like I I did a pasta salad a few weeks ago and I toasted way too many pine nuts <laughs> um like I don't know what I was thinking I did the whole bag thinking yeah. you know like yeah we'll need that um and so I froze the leftovers and I and we had them in our our pesto pasta a few days ago and it's like oh have we got you know have we got pine nuts in yeah I've got some in the freezer I'll just and I don't even need to toast them don't even need to toast them they're already toasted um I kind of don't like you a bit because you're kind of so (laughs) organized (laughs) it wasn't but this I mean this is the thing that I'm like the, the whole reason why I'm like this is because I'm not organized. Yes, <laughs> because yeah. I cannot I cannot get myself together to pull together a meal plan. I have let far too much food go off mm. in my time. I have been so guilty of 
you know, of buying things with good intentions mm. and, and having that plan that we're going to have that thing yes, and we're going to yes. try, you know, we're going to try um, tofu yeah. and, and then it sits in the fridge and I'm yeah. like, oh, and, and at least if I can freeze things, mm. I feel like, okay, well, I didn't quite get to it when I was planning to yes. do it, but it's not gone in the bin. Yeah. And when we get, you know, I mean, my husband said at the weekend, like, oh, sun's out. Should we have a barbecue? And it's like, oh, okay, let's have a look what we've got. Mm. And sweet potato wedges, you know, the... the um, so would you, sweet potato wedges, would you, um, what do you do? Wedge them up and then cook them and freeze them? Open freeze yeah. them? And yeah. So can I'd, you almost do those. like oven chips like that as well? You yeah. could cook your oven chips and then... <gasps> absolutely, absolutely. Um, um, yeah, so they can all be all be prepped in advance and cheese um, you can freeze cheese can't you if you grate it yep um hard cheese is freeze freeze best okay um so not yeah you, you not not so much brie but there's nothing there's nothing dangerous about freezing it it's more that thing of whether you're going to cook something yeah um because it's it's all i think a lot of people think of the freezer itself as something that's dangerous right, or that you yeah. could make the family sick or, yeah. or, or anything and it's like it's not it's not the freezer that's dangerous the freezer is a pause button the, it, it's the it's the defrosting and if you're cooking food for the freezer it's the cooling right. so it's it's all to do with the temperature around what you're doing with so the talk freezer to me that, about that because you <laughs> you've already like before we started recording you were like yeah you shouldn't defrost the room temperature i'm like oh my god oh, no. um, okay so talk to us about um if we've if we've cooked you know if we are batch cooking and we've cooked like spaghetti bolognese and we've got spare do we my my mother-in-law always leaves stuff on the side to cool down before putting it in the fridge whereas I just chuck it straight in the fridge but I think neither are particularly good options are they like what should we do no. <laughs> um so yeah so part of part of um kind of my journey was that was learning all all this food food safety stuff. <laughs> yeah well it, it was essentially I I think like saying saying before that I think people fall into one of two camps you kind of have the um you know I'm not going to waste it it looks fine it smells fine we'll eat it yeah and you have the hyper vigilant oh I'm not sure if it's okay I'm just going to bin it mm. and and there is there is a bit of a center ground but usually if you're on that center ground you're going to tip more into the I'm just going to throw it away oh, because I'm not sure yeah. yeah um so the food safety was really important to me um so I I've done my food hygiene like level two food mm. hygiene and safety um certifications and I actually work with an environmental health officer as well who sense checks all my stuff yeah. so if if you are batch cooking or if you've cooked um what I call intentional leftovers yeah um so you know if you've done that thing of doubling it which is a brilliant habit to yeah. get into then the important thing is cooling the food down quickly right um so you want to get it out of the pan at okay. the very least yeah you're perfectly fine to like go and eat your dinner yeah um but don't then leave it there all evening okay like get it out of the pan so it starts yeah. to cool and then split it into smaller portions yeah which will obviously or if you're gonna have like if you're freezing something specifically for like if you're going to have it as a family of four, yeah. so you just want to use one bag and you don't want single mm. portions, spread it, like put it in a dish where you can spread it out right. so that there's plenty of surface area yeah, yeah, yeah. for the heat to escape from it. And that, that motion. Up. Yeah. That's my thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know. And, I mean, the, 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 the alternative, I mean, with the alternative the, is food poisoning. <laughs> well, you know, and it can 
take it can take like seven days sometimes for it to appear oh, really? so a lot of people I get a lot of people who go I always defrost at room temperature and we're yeah. never sick and it's like yeah but you might have never yeah made the link. associated and I I do wonder if there are some people who are like oh I've got a dairy intolerance or I've got a, right. a gluten intolerance and actually they've just got repetitive food poisoning <laughs> yeah the, the key is to cool the food as quickly as you can it shouldn't be out on the side for more than kind of an hour and a half to two hours at room temperature right um so the key with it is um making sure that it's basically it's not in the danger zone yeah um as it's referred to in food safety so it's um between i think it's eight degrees c and 63 degrees c but okay. like room temperature yeah don't leave it at room temperature so um, so cool it out um cool it at room temperature for like an hour and spread it out and then does it need to go in the fridge yeah. or can it go straight in the freezer it can go straight into the freezer as long as it's cooled. Okay. Um, the whole thing with putting like putting hot food or warm food in the fridge or freezer, um, I wouldn't recommend just because it then raises the temperature yeah. internally of the fridge or freezer, and then else. that affects everything else. Yeah. yeah. So that is a bit of a bit of a no no as well. How should we defrost our food? The defrosting definitely not at room temperature. There are three safe methods. <laughs> so. The safest option, if you are an organised person, is to get it out the night before and put it in the bottom of the fridge, in a mm -hmm. dish, um, and away from everything else. The option which I usually use because I am not organised is um, defrosting things uh, in the container. So for me, it's in, in the bag, mm. in a dish of cold water. Oh, okay. And it's, it's really important that it's cold because you want to keep the temperature down. Yeah. You don't want it Below to be yeah. warm on the outside and frozen. Yeah, yeah, you want it to be cold. Um, but I that find... with, that's okay with meat and things as well? Yeah, absolutely. That's fine. So, like, I will, if I were, say, um, freezing some, um, say, some minced beef or minced mm. pork or turkey or whatever, I would separate it down into the portions that I'm going to use um, so that I'm never having to use, I'm never cooking more than I actually need. Yeah, yeah. And then I flat pack it in bags. Yeah. Um, and I actually, for that, for the meat, I use compostable freezer bags. Oh, okay. Because I know I'm not going to be able to use them more than once. So right, they, yeah. they cost about 10 times more than the Ikea bags. <laughs> um, and and uh, that's not actually the reason I don't use them for, for the other stuff. The reason I don't use them for the other stuff is because the bags actually degrade themselves within 12 months yeah. and I can only currently get them in two sizes. So they aren't, they're not very practical for the sizes that I need yeah. um, that work in my freezer for kind of organizing it. Cause my, my freezer basically looks like a little filing cabinet. You can, you can flick through the tops. So everything is labeled at the top on the, I on wanted the to ask strip. you about labeling. So yeah, um, because I, I once defrosted what I thought was like carrot soup and it was mango sorbet and I like heated it up and we were like, oh, this is nice. And sometimes like when you've got Tupperware, the stickers don't stick on yeah. very well, do they? And I've like, we no. use, instead of sellotape, we've got this like paper tape and try using mm. that, but sometimes it just all peels off and stuff. So it's, is there a fail safe yeah. labeling? Yeah. So if, if, I mean, if you're using tubs, um, it's generally recommended to use, um, free, like freezer tape, specific right. freezer tape. Oh, okay. Um, I know some people use masking tape, but I've had that thing of it dropping off it as well. Off, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and it is vital that it needs to be stuck on before it's been in the freezer. So it needs to be at room right. temperature for it to stick. Okay. Um, but I personally, because I use the Ikea bags, yeah. I literally, I use a Sharpie and I write on the, on the colored strip across yeah. the top. 
and then um, that sharpie will actually wash off. I was going to say, does it? Because otherwise, you end up with yeah. it just this big long list. Of, yeah. yeah, no, because that was the other problem with the the compostable bags. It won't wash off that. Right. Um, but yeah, with the IKEA ones, I found I can I can wash it. Yeah. Um, which is great. So yeah, that's really okay. handy. So sharpies for the win, really. So sorry, and I interrupted you when you were saying about the three ways. So um, to defrost. So uh, in the fridge, in cold water, and what was the other one? Uh, so it's actually the microwave, ah. which I know some people feel quite nervous about um, with microwaving, and I always used to. Um, but the key with um, microwaving food uh, to defrost it is that, one, you do it on the low defrost settings. So, so like 10% uh, or something, to... isn't it? Because or... I, I yeah, do it Yeah, like you need to, you, it's a bit, I, I do recommend people to go through that really boring process of actually getting the manuals for like <laughs> their fridge and their freezer and their yeah. microwave and actually know how to use it because I yeah. know that I've been guilty of just being like, yeah, that, yeah. just put it on that setting. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. that'll be fine. Yeah. That's okay. So, but the, the key is that if you are microwaving food to defrost it, you have to cook it immediately. Okay. So, if you're cold water defrosting, you could kind of start the process of, of cold water defrosting and you do need to, you do need to be cooking it soon. Yeah. But it's generally, you know, it's, it's like if you defrost it in the fridge, you need to be cooking and eating it within 24 hours of yeah. it having been defrosted. Yeah. With the microwave, it's like, right, you need to, you need to cook it now, you know, the sausage, because mm. it will start to partially cook yeah. um, okay. in the microwave. So you need to continue the process yeah. rather than it, being brought up to temperature and then coming back down and, and yeah, sitting yeah, in that danger yeah. zone. And then in terms of um, like use by dates, because I, I don't know about you, you're probably far too organised, but you know, I'll, I'll go and buy something and then it, it'll sit in the fridge. And, yeah, we're going to use that tomorrow. And suddenly you're like, oh crap, it's on its use by date. Yeah. Can I then freeze it on its use by date? Yep, I don't have to freeze it on the fine. day of purchase. I can freeze it on its use by date. You can freeze it on a use by date as long as it's been stored correctly yeah so like things like meats like I, I really really recommend that people have um an independent freezer thermometer right. or, and a fridge thermometer so that they know because your fridge should be under like between one and five degrees c okay if your fridge is too warm then that food like for use by dates the recommendation is to to basically ne never use things after a use by date because even if it smells and looks and tastes okay it may actually not be it could actually be dangerous like that's the reason for them putting it as right. as a use by um because it is it is a protection i'm so stuck um, with use by dates best before dates you're totally fine like best yeah. before dates if you've got something like bread as long as there's no mold on it yeah, and yeah, yeah. you yeah. know you can it, it looks Freeze okay it then that's fine and even like with bread obviously it's like well stale bread is best used for breadcrumbs so you've got yeah. bread that's a few days after it's used by it's gone a bit stale mm. as long as there's no signs of spoilage make breadcrumbs and freeze the yeah. breadcrumbs um, and milk is one of the most widely wasted foods i think mm. if if say um in crazier pre-covid times we're going away for the weekend or we're going away yeah. for the week and we've got half a, a bottle of milk in the fridge can you freeze it when it's already been opened could you just uh, yes that that's, that's okay as long as it's within so one of the things that people don't always um take note of is the is the use within so like right. you might have a, a best before date or a use by date but you'll also have a date from the point that something's been opened. So yeah. like a, a pack of ham, it'll say use within two days I, or yeah, yeah, yeah. use within 24 hours. So as long as it's within that period mm -hmm. 
and again your fridge is cold enough yeah. and you've stored it properly then it's absolutely fine to to freeze it if it's basically if it's safe to consume it now yeah then it's safe to freeze it now you just find that the quality is not going to be as yeah. good as if you'd frozen it sooner and would um, you so you said like the pack of ham so if you've got like a pack of sliced ham or whatever for sandwiches and and you know you're suddenly like oh, we're not going to get through all that would you just chop it up and freeze it and then take it out for stir yeah, fry or something yeah Okay. We we put it. That's that's exactly what we do. And we um, I'll I'll chop it. I'll I usually just rip it up. To be honest, mm. open freeze it, and then I I put it. I just have a little bag of ham, and I use that for toppings. I do um like a homemade tortilla wrap pizza mm. or something for the kids. Or if I was making an omelette, yeah, um, I'd just chuck in. And it's that whole thing. We always used to have like one slice of ham left. Yeah that just be the sad forgotten yeah. piece of ham so it's it, it's it's exactly Surely at that things. point you just rub it in your face <laughs> yeah well yeah and actually that's that's one of the big things because like I last year I went through a bit of um, a weight loss kind mm. of journey I, I lost two stone and a lot of it was about portion sizes yeah. and things eating the kids and I found and... being able to freeze the food mm. has been really helpful so like my daughter this morning I gave her an apple she didn't like it and it's like, okay, an apple's not going to be bad for me to eat. Yeah. Like, I've had my breakfast. I don't yeah. want an apple right now. So I just, I just chopped up the remainder and sunk it in the freezer and I'll have that on my porridge tomorrow. Wow. And it's like, I didn't, it was something I didn't need to eat. Yes. Because yeah. um, kids will so always do that, don't they? They'll take a bite of an apple or they'll take a bite of a <sighs> banana and then they wander off. So and I know yeah. some people will like chop all that up and just keep it in a bag for smoothies or for... Yeah. Um, because you can add it to muffin mixes and things like that can't you so absolutely absolutely like three top tips putting you on the spot for people who kind of want to make better use of their freezer when it comes to food waste I would say or three top tips um if you know that you're not going to use something or if you know you are guilty like there's always repeat offenders Mm, so things like jars of pesto yes or do you freeze um, pesto yep yep well in ice cube uh, ice trays. cube trays because yeah we get that you you open it and you have and you use like half of it and then the next mm. time you open it, it's got the furry mold on top. yeah exactly that Amazing. exactly that that's and i i used to be like i went for a phase where i'd like write on it with a sharpie when yeah. I opened, so, so i knew it was in the date and then i'd get to it and it was like four days past the date yeah. and i'm a bit like uh, is it okay like it looks okay yeah, yeah. But is it and according to my um environmental health officer friend like the dates are there for a reason wow like, just stick to them oh, nice um so yeah if i if i use pesto. if i open a jar of pesto i will straight away uh freeze the remainder in ice cube trays and then yeah. i can just grab an ice cube yeah and yeah yeah heat that freezing and frozen yeah so yeah so definitely if you're not going to use something immediately or if you've got something that's looking a bit suspect Mm. like stop and ask yourself if if you think it could be freezable and then yeah if you're not sure you can they can come and ask me yeah um and I will always help and I do I do have um on Instagram I release a video every Friday I've got a secondary account called at can I freeze it yes um so that shows you like one item of food so on friday just gone it was cooked rice because i know a lot of people cook yes. too much rice yes um basically like take you through the safety steps of how to freeze that rice Brilliant and then idea. how you can yeah. use it so yeah they can they can check that out the second thing i would say is always prepping and like using the open freezing technique as much as possible so you don't mm. end up with clumps of yes. food yeah 
that's really important. Um, and also, like, I think I spoke briefly about flat free. I, I don't know if I have actually said about flat freezing. So if I'm freezing leftovers, yeah, again, those get frozen in um, in food bags, in, in the more sustainable food bags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, they basically lay them on a flat tray and it just means you can fit so much more yeah, in your freezer. Okay. And then I, th- I think the other thing, because I see this a lot with the, the consultations, is like part of the consultation that I do, I get people to give me a little tour yeah. of like, their, so they send a video tour of I'd their fridge so and freezer. i let you live. <laughs> well, but you know what? The thing that's beautiful is that they all look exactly the same. Like they all, everybody has got like the half box of either fish fingers or yes, veggie yeah. sausages or whatever that's like folded over and yeah. taking up half the drawer and, you know, all of that. So I think, a, you know, a massive part of it is rationalizing what you've got in your freezer, like mm. actually going, going to your freezer, looking at it, using the stuff yeah. um, and getting it organized. So like my freezer is now grouped by like theme almost wow. so I've got like a dairy drawer um, do you stock a, a rotate cup. as well do you put you know stuff to the new stuff to the back and bring the stuff to the front I, you know what I I don't do that that much because I literally I use my freezer use quite quickly constant yeah I'm yeah. constantly using it the the most important thing to me is that if I am planning to if I'm making a meal is to always look at my freezer inventory or check the drawer so do you first. do that do you have an inventory you have a list on the front of the freezer or wherever that says what's in there yes so oh. I, I actually create so I created um like a, a laminated <laughs> this is really sad uh, <laughs> I've got my own like laminated list and I've tried because the problem was I kept making lists and then of course you've got to keep scribbling on them and Stuff crossing out. them out yeah. and it looked really messy and it's like I, I don't know where I'm up to. So yeah. I actually laminated a list. So I'll write the stuff down the side. And then I just, I, I categorize it by like high stock, medium stock, no stock. <laughs> so I if it. I know, like I know yeah. we've got loads of onions, so we're good for onions. But yeah. if it's running a bit low, then I know that I need to buy more. Um, yeah. You know, and it, it's stuff like, like for me, I'm not, if I'm totally honest, I'm not great at keeping up with writing and updating inventory. Like mm. it has to be stuck on the front of the freezer for yes, me to actually yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. But because everything's grouped and everything's together and I can just flick through things quickly, it just makes it so much more accessible. Yeah. Um, whereas I think it is that like people are put off using their freezers because they have to like dig through. Yeah. It's like, you know, I need, it's this I mission to try and find all those bits and pieces. Whereas if, if you've got it in a way that's organized, mm. um, which is essentially what I, you know, I help people to achieve, yeah. then it's just, it's so satisfying. <laughs> like I know it's really, it's so sad, isn't it? I feel like I'm showing that kind of the phase of life that I'm now in, but like I'm, I'm the kind of person that's like excited about a vacuum cleaner and excited <laughs> about how, how yeah. organized my freezer looks, but it is, it is those little things where yeah. you're just like, I don't have to, I don't have to fight with the freezer. Mm, like actually yeah. it is my best friend. Um, so um, I really want to see a picture of your freezer. Is there anywhere <laughs> we can come and find a picture of your freezer? And like you make everyone else do the video. We need a video of your freezer, I think. <laughs> you should put one on your <laughs> I will, I will film one. I will yeah. put one together. I've, I've been working up to it because it's one of those things that, you know, when you're like, I don't, I don't want to put people off. Mm. Like I don't want people to think that they have to do yeah but they have to go to the same extent that I have um you know I I think if people just start small yeah 
and just get, you know, get their freezer rationalized so that, you know, even things like taking things out of the cardboard boxes and, and, you know, putting them into, and I know again, you know, bags, but like pushing them into bags so that it takes up less space so that you can fit more in, or if mm. you want to keep things in the bags that, you know, if you've bought um, so some stuff obviously comes um, pre-chopped and frozen. Mm. So you can buy frozen onions and things if, if you want to, mm. um, you know, like, when you're using the bag, as the bag's getting smaller, chop the top off, like trim the bag yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've not got all this because bag flapping around. Yeah, most yeah. of the time, like I get, I get people saying, "Oh, well, I've not got any freezer space," and then they send you the tour, and you're like, "You, you mostly got your freezer full of packaging, yeah. ice blocks." and ice cubes which is fine if you're using them yeah but like if you're just storing them in the freezer that is not an effective use (laughs) like just you know it's just not necessary um where can we come and find you then if we're if we want to have a nose around your freezer if you get this video where can we come and find you online the best place um, to sort of engage and everything is I've, I've got a free Facebook group, um, which is the Full Freezer family. Oh, um, but I am also, I'm on Instagram. Um, I do, I, I am on Twitter, but I mostly just, you know, re kind yeah. of share my stuff to there. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really Instagram and, and, and Facebook, Facebook um, are the main places. And I, I do also have my website, which is um, www.fullfreezer.com. Brilliant. Um, but and yeah, the social, social places are, are the best, really. Um, and the Can I Freeze It's as well for yes. any videos. Uh, so that's, that's a that's separate really account. In, sorry? That's a separate account on Instagram. So yeah, so on Instagram, it's linked to from my main the oh, okay. Freezer account. Yeah. So it's easy to find. Um, but I wanted to keep it somewhere where you can literally just go, just find all of oh, them. that's the thing yes. I want. And to not have any other distractions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're, they're released every Friday. And the, the videos are also available on YouTube if people aren't on Instagram. Amazing. Brilliant. Oh, thank you so much. You've talked, well, you've, you've blown my mind a lot about <laughs> freezing. So um, I'm already thinking what I've got in my freezer that I can run off and um, freeze, but really interesting. And I think, you know, that, that link about food waste and the climate crisis and then how we can use, use our freezers in much more efficiently to, to help prevent that is absolutely fascinating. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was my absolute pleasure. It's, um, it's wonderful to be on here and um, yeah, be part of the, the conversation. It's, oh, uh, yeah absolute honour thank you for having me (laughs) you've been listening to sustainable ish you wonderful sack of loveliness with me jen gale hopefully we've fired some neurons and we've got the old gray matter thinking about what changes you can make in your life this week to live that little bit more sustainably Do let me know what that is. I love to hear about the changes that people are making, big or small. Every single one counts. If you've enjoyed the show, and I hope you have, do hop over to iTunes to leave a comment or a review, and then the bots at iTunes will cotton on to just how awesome it is, and it will show up in more people's feeds. Or at least I think that's how it works. Thanks so much for listening. I will catch you next time.